good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody else in between. <laughs> we want to give you a big, happy, warm welcome on this deliciously delightful Wednesday afternoon. It really is, isn't oh, it? Charissa takes your breath away. <laughs> How exciting to see the sun out it's there a and things day. are warming up and the birds are chirping and Charissa's. Glowing and growing and glowing and growing. 28 weeks. Oh, yeah, exciting, yeah, exciting. 28 <laughs> weeks. One more week than last week, which was that's 27 right, weeks. That's right. And I can make a prediction. Okay. I'm not a prophet or a son of a prophet, though I have a name of a prophet. Yeah. And that is next week it's going to be... 30 weeks. You are probably oh, spot on. Wow. <laughs> Shell, welcome. Did you know that you are in the midst of a true prophet right here <laughs> at Faith FM? A self-proclaimed. A self-proclaimed. <laughs> self-identified. <laughs> Flying object, no. <laughs> no, Faith, great to have you on board and um, we pray that you are doing well wherever you are listening to us from, from one of the 90-plus stations out there in Australia that are tuning in right now on the Looking Up show because, Sharissa... Jesus is coming soon. Amen. And he said, when you see all these things come to pass, look up because your redemption is drawing near. And indeed, as we see this world slowly, maybe not so slowly, um, <laughs> really coming coming to the end of its use-by date, we see that Jesus is about to come. We can he- almost hear the, the choirs practicing in the <laughs> heavenly courts above. You can oh. almost hear them practicing. Yes, the Lord is definitely coming. This world is things are very fast happening oh, in our world are. every week, and they so are. those labor pains. Yes, you'll know all about I them will. in a few weeks' time. <laughs> they are intensifying, and um, so Sharissa will be able to in about ten, eleven weeks' time. She'll be able to tell us from personal experience what Jesus talked about about those labor pains. You know what that means. Christmas is coming. Oh, yes, just as well. Not that far away, is it? <laughs> How exciting, a Christmas baby. Nothing yeah. more exciting than a Christmas baby. Are you looking forward to it, Sharissa? Yes. Oh, that's exciting. Well, folks, we have another very special program today. We're going to be dealing with some more current events in a little bit, and then we're going to be going into a Bible study. Sharissa, tell us. Where, today, is, where are we going in, in our series on Matthew 24, 25? We are going to, to a, a love story. Oh. <laughs> We're going to a wedding. Oh. Matthew 25. How exciting. Yeah, so we've got dancing babies. around Matthew 24 at the oh, moment. So Matthew wow. 25. That's fantastic. So that's really exciting. So, folk, that's where we will be heading today. So in the meantime, I want you to sit back. We've got a beautiful song coming up to, to begin things. As always, Shell knows just what songs to start our wonderful show on. And this one is from Jamie Thornton. Jesus Christ is risen today. Jesus Christ is risen today. Alleluia. Our triumphant holy day. to 
Beautiful voice, Sharissa. Hallelujah. Beautiful voice indeed. So that was Jamie Theaton. Yes. I think I said Thornton earlier. Yes, so but... my humble apologies, Jamie, if you happen to be listening. Um, beautiful song, Jesus Christ is Risen Today. Amen. Amen. Good, he is. What good news that is. He is risen best indeed. News. Yes, that's the best news. So, folk, um, if you've just joined us in the last couple of minutes since we've started the Looking Up show for this beautiful, delightful, and most delicious Wednesday afternoon, we want to give you a big warm welcome, don't we, Sharissa? Absolutely. Always welcome, and we, we want more and more people to join us. Absolutely. So get area. the word out. Get the word out. So um, we need to share with people how they can hear Faith FM looking up or anything on Faith FM at any time. What's one of the best ways, Sharissa? They should get the app. Mm-hmm. If you download the Faith FM app, then you'll be able to access this live streaming of this radio station at any time, so long as you have data, mm-hmm. and then you're not reliant on Perfect. the towers. Perfect. And actually, um, if we'd love to hear from people too mm. during our programs. If you yes. have a question or a comment, zero four triple eight one seven six two four is our dedicated line to mm-hmm. this, this That's program. That's the looking up number. The looking up number. I can't believe they have taken us to that point. <laughs> they think that we are that responsible that we can have our own phone number. It is for rather looking remarkable. Up I know. I I have to share a phone with the kids because my wife doesn't trust me with my own phone. No, just kidding, just kidding. If anybody thinks that's true, no, it's not. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. That's speaking dangerous. of which, we have a listener. Online. We do have a listener. Yeah. How exciting! Let's hear from our listener. Is it Jocelyn out there? Jocelyn, can you hear us? Oh. oh. Here we go. She's, <laughs> she, she was here. She was here. I'm, I'm here. 
Nancy's. Hi, Jocelyn. Welcome. Hello there. From Welcome. Caloundra. Uh, from oh, Caloundra. Wow. What's the weather special. like there, my friend? What's the weather oh, like there? Look, you can't complain. God is good. We have a bit of everything. So there's a bit of a bit of something to please everyone. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. It sounds like Melbourne. Melbourne has a bit to no, please everyone. Four seasons in one day. Oh, wonderful, Jocelyn. Well, hey, you were you were on the show a couple of weeks ago or so, and um... well, yes, no, no time to prepare, so I just have something important that I left out. Oh, sure, go for it. We I've would been love a to hear. Up person since I got born again fifty years ago, mm-hmm. and it, that was the final. That was what triggered the final decision. Mm-hmm. It was um, the return, return of Jesus. I said to myself. No more messing around with this. You need to make a decision and stop that um, Sunday worship because time is short. Jesus mm. is coming soon and I need to get everything right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that was what triggered me. I thought you'd like to hear Wow, yeah, powerful stuff. Yeah, so I'm, Thank you for have, sharing that. Yeah, I'm it's... walking in a lot of blessings. My ministry is amazing. Mm-hmm. I gave a Bible to a young lady yesterday. I said, read this verse, that, blah. Oh, I'm reading the whole thing from cover to cover, she said. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was a small Gideon's um, start yep, New Testament. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, that's and wonderful. So time is short when you get a result like that. It is. Look, and you know what? I think of a scripture, um, Jocelyn, where, where the Apostle Paul writes, um, redeem the time for the days are evil. You know, we need to make the most of every opportunity. And, yeah, because we've all got, you know, um, just just a fraction of a second from time to time. That's all we have. You know, we, we don't have any guarantees for, for, the, for, for an hour from now or tomorrow or next week. And so we've got to make the most of every opportunity. Good on you, Jocelyn. Amen. Exactly, yep, yep, yep. There's lots of buckets out there to kick. You are totally, totally spot on. Well, Jocelyn, we want to thank you so much for joining us. God bless you, my friend. Keep sharing the word. Keep encouraging people to look up. And we are just so grateful you are one of our most valued listeners. Thank you, Jocelyn. Blessings and give our blessings to everyone then here in Caloundra and tell them all about the Looking Up show. Well, Sharissa, isn't it exciting? Oh, how special is that? We and love hearing from our listeners. It is. It's wonderful. So, um, yeah, it's nice been, to know people are listening. Oh, absolutely. At least there's <laughs> Jocelyn out there who's Jocelyn's listening. Jocelyn's listening. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for that. Yeah, so look, if anyone out there wants to share something special that the Lord has been doing or has done in their life, you know, mm-hmm. um, feel free. Give us a buzz and, um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Happy to have you on the show. Zero four triple eight one seven six two four. Absolutely. Well, Sharissa, my friend, All once right. again, it's that time when we talk about what's what's making news headlines from a prophetic point of view. We're always yeah. interested from the prophetic point of view, and always there is lots, and uh, this week is no exception. So normally I, I start waffling on, um, <laughs> and we can't we can't stop me. So well, today, I don't mind if you want to keep that. No, finish. no, I no, I just I've been convicted that I need to give you once at least every 10 shows the opportunity to speak first. 
Okay. Well, the first um, article is from my dad. Actually, Ooh, okay. he actually uh, helps me on Wednesdays and mm-hmm, sends me mm-hmm. things that I think that he thinks we should share on radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a CNBC. And what's his name? Uh, David. David, thank you so much, David. Um, he sends. Uh, this is an article from CNBC, and the headline is on the world economy. IMF cuts global growth forecast for next year. Warns, quote, the worst is yet to come. That's a running theme in the economy these days. But, wow. yeah, they predict the International Monetary Fund predi- predicts the global growth will slow to 2.7% in 2023. And the worst is yet to come. And for many people in 2023, it will feel like a recession. Uh, so, yeah, this is going to impact millions around the world as um, this global financial crisis continues to peak on the other side of covid Experience. Mm, yes, yes. Now, very interesting. I actually had that very, I don't know if it's that very same article, but an article that I had here was from the New York Times and the headline was a warning for the world economy, quote, mm. the worst is yet to come. Yeah. And um, I listened to, I listened to the, um, I don't know whether she's the president or certainly someone high up there in the International Monetary Fund. Mm-hmm. Um I watched what she had to say. They've got a gathering where they're all meeting together, I believe, in New York um, or, or have or are about to meet or are currently meeting, not sure. But anyway, um, this woman um, was, was very interesting in what she shared. And, you know, there was no joking or kidding around. She was very so serious, very somber in what she had to say. And, uh, yeah, she basically shared that... Um, you know, we, we are looking at some very, very serious times ahead. You know, another headline was economic storm clouds. Mm. And um, she talked about these, these, these three shocks. She said in, the, in her accent, I won't try and, you know, imitate her accent. Maybe I will. It was like shock, shock, shock. No, it wasn't like that. I'll be quick. <laughs> anyway, I don't know where she was from, one of the European countries. Anyway, three shocks. And she said, first of all, we had COVID. Yep. Okay, that was the first shock. Then we had Ukraine and the war in yes. Ukraine. That's the second shock. And then she said we've had a multitude of natural disasters, she said, on every continent, on every habitable continent. Three big shocks. The IMF in this report laid out three major events that oh. are conjur- currently hindering um, growth yes. and then creating these volatile conditions. And theirs were sort of similar. Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Yeah. The cost of living crisis, which I guess well, is related the to the cost of living crisis, is 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 the, the is the natural, end result, the end result of, of all these disasters and climate and climate and, and, and then the war. Um, China's economic slowdown. And yeah. they said together these are creating a volatile period economically, geopolitically, and ecologically. Wow! And I just heard today, I haven't really looked into it, but the United States has. Um, has decided that they're going to look to flex some of their yeah. some of their economic muscle regarding um, you know the 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 providing of chips you know that go into pretty much everything that we operate you know from a from a technical point of view and they're going to look to limit the supply of chips to Chinese companies that are producing you know 80 to 90% of of the world's you know computers and phones and you name it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so that's really, really interesting. And um, so, yeah, we don't know where things are going to go, but there was this really interesting article, if I could pull it up here. And this came to me from One Nation. Have you heard of 
Pauline Hanson's yes, One Nation. Yes, yes. <laughs> now, I don't, I'm not a political person or anything. I've got no idea how they got my email, but they got my email somehow. I guess in this day and age, it's not very difficult to get people's emails. Um, you know, we, we, we saw recently how Optus, you know, this, this mega company was breached. Its security system was breached and so much data was leaked out. So someone getting my email is not the end of the world. It's here, there and everywhere, my email um, as a church pastor. Anyway, and, um, and this was the headline, World Teetering on Edge of Financial Armageddon as Global Markets Implode. Ooh. And, um, yeah, some, some really, some, some, some pretty serious and sober um, analysis here. This year, check this out. Stocks around the world, okay, so this is stock markets around the world, have plunged $12 trillion since January. Mm. Wow. Do you know what that is? It's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. <laughs> I think Australia's, Australia's entire GDP is somewhere about $1.5 to $2 trillion. That's mm. our entire economy, wow. goods and services. All right, so that's $12 trillion since January. That's a loss of nearly 30% of the world's stock market wow. assets, like, you know, as in lot. stock market. Um, and then um, as far as, um, as, far as uh, what is it here, global asset prices, check this out. This is, this is mind-boggling. Global asset prices have lost $29 trillion since the beginning of 2022. Mm. $29 trillion. So we're talking about houses and, and everything, you know what I mean, going down in value. That's because interest rates have been going up. And so as interest rates have been going up, the value of commodities has been plunging, especially real estate. And so, you know, in order to tighten, in order to tighten um, the inflation, which is, which is running rampant, they're having to put up interest rates. But as inflation goes up, guess what? Prices go up. And so people have got less to spend and wages are not keeping pace with inflation. So it's literally like a circular issue. In order, in order to, in order to plug one hole, you've got to unplug another. And then in order to plug that one, you've got to unplug another one. So we're, we're kind of in a downward spiral where there really is no other option other than to reset the whole world economy. That's okay. literally where we're at. We need to reset the whole world economy. A bit, wow. like, a bit like when your computer crashes, what do you do? Restart. Restart, reboot, you know. You may have to take even more drastic means at times, get a brand new computer. Yeah. As long as you've backed up everything, everything's good. So, so this is where we are, Sharissa, and this is in line with Bible prophecy. We're not just sprouting this stuff off because we, you know, we've got nothing better to do on the program. Revelation 13 talks about a time when, you know, we'll not be able to buy or sell and unless you go along with this, you know, this worldwide religio political system that will be established that will have full control upon, you know, the rich, the poor, the slave, the free, you know, as Revelation says. And so in order for this to take place, we really need a restructured, more than a restructured, let, let, we need a brand new way of doing the economy. And a couple of weeks ago, you were talking about, you know, the central bank digital currency, mm-hmm. which is now mm-hmm. being proposed in this blockchain where everything is monitored. So this is in line with Bible prophecy. And if I can just say this final thing before I let you speak, I know, <laughs> I know I said that I'd let you speak a lot more in this space then, then <laughs> No, I would. I'm already. I'm already <laughs> hopeless at doing that. But anyway, it's interesting that Revelation 18. Yeah. 
Revelation 18, the entire chapter, when you read it through. And one of these days, we'll actually do a whole study on this, on the economy and what the Bible has to say, and storing treasure in heaven. But Revelation 18 is a description of the world coming up with a new financial system and everything crashing. So it's really interesting that that's where we are. Absolutely. You used a word at the beginning, Armageddon. Yeah. Well, that was from this <laughs> from article. From the article. Well, I had an article here with Armageddon in it. Oh, wow. The next thing too. Tell us about um, it. You know, Jesus talked about there'll be wars and rumors of wars. And uh, right now with what's happening in Europe with uh, Russia and Ukraine, but just today Biden sends a careful but chilling new nuclear message to Putin in a CNN interview, and he actually used the word Armageddon. No um, way. He said that um, basically uh, he's talking to Putin. He, in fact, cannot continue with impunity to talk about the use of a tactical nuclear weapon as if it's a rational thing to do. And then he said, uh, the mistakes get made, the miscalculation could occur, no one could be sure what would happen, and it could end in Armageddon. Biden wow. said, said that. So anyway, there's a bit of talk there. But, yeah, it's certainly a very volatile situation in yeah. the world right now and uh, yeah. definitely another reason for us to look to the Lord. Yeah. And you know what? You said this a little while ago. Jesus talked about this. You know, we need to be storing treasure in heaven, Matthew 6, Absolutely. you know, where moth and rust and whatever else doesn't take that away. And the best way to store treasure in heaven is to share with people the good news that Jesus is coming soon. Because that's the treasure. That's the treasure. It's people. Point them to the Looking Up show and the Faith <laughs> FM program where we can encourage people to look up. And um, so, folk, I hope and pray that you're encouraged with the fact that Jesus is coming soon. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we've got a song for you. We are messengers from Image of God. And after that, there'll be the news and then we'll be back. I woke up with a broken heart in my chest I couldn't sleep, couldn't get no rest Weighed down by the heaviness of life And I try to shake it flipping through my phone But all it does is make me feel more alone How could anything that feels so wrong be right? Seven billion voices separate us But only one can show us who we are We are made, made in the image of Made in the image of God Beautiful shades of love We are made, made in the Made in the image of God That's where the light comes from We all need the same medicine We all need another second chance There's no first in line at the foot of the cross Shades of love We are 
And give me eyes to see We're so much more than flesh and blood Cause we are Made in the image of Made in the image of God Yeah, yeah Cause we are made Made in the image of And we are made, made in the image of, made in the image of God. Cause that's where the light comes from, yeah. The Breakfast Show, bits worth repeating. What a lot of people never look for is God's purpose. And the question that a lot of people never ask is, what is God's purpose in doing this? Mm. What is God's purpose in the seven last plagues? What is God accomplishing here? What is God's purpose in the 1,000 years at the end of time? What is God actually accomplishing with that? God never does anything without a reason. Mm. The purpose of the second death, which is annihilation, is to eradicate sin. If we go over to the book of Revelation, chapter 21, verse 4. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will be no pain, no more death, sorrow, or crying. All these things are gone forever. Okay, so there's going to be no more suffering, pain, or death. Why Mm. have they gone? Because sinners have died. The reason that the wages of sin is death is so that God can get rid of sin pain and suffering this was a segment from the breakfast show join in each weekday morning here on faith fm hey everyone you're listening to a repeat of our live show looking up that's right and if you think this is good you'll definitely want to tune in on wednesdays at 3 30 to join us for the live event because you can actually participate there's a free giveaway that you can claim you can text in your questions and prayer requests live is so much more fun so catch you then Indeed, my dear friends, faith looks up. That's the (laughs) only place to look, Charissa. That's right. Good to have everyone on board for our second hour. Yes, we are into our second hour of our looking up show on this delightful and most delicious Wednesday afternoon. Yes, and we even heard from another listener. Oh, another listener. Mar- got- Margie says, I'm listening. Oh, so there's two people it's a listening. Program. So there's Jocelyn and Margie. So we've got two listeners today. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's exciting. There's three of us in the studio. So there's at least five people that are listening. Well, Shell. Sometimes listens in. I, I see her staring out there into the deep blue 
thinking of her dear husband Lyle, whom <laughs> she will be reacquainted with. In the office soon. In the office soon, yes. We <laughs> want to congratulate Lyle. Has that been done? Not Probably. on air, not on not air. Not on air. Oh, oh. Okay. They're, having another, they're having another baby. How exciting. A grandchild. <laughs> no, just kidding. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll press on from there. We'll focus on the looking up show <laughs> and not get involved in personal matters. <laughs> Poor shell. <laughs> How did even that come about? Sharissa, I blame you for these things. <laughs> this is so organic. <laughs> it's too organic. <laughs> I love it, I love it. Well, folk, um, if you're joining us for the first time, this is a um, Bible study program in case you're wondering what you have joined, <laughs> if you've just tuned in after the news. Um, yeah, we, we, look at, we look at current events and Bible prophecy and do Bible studies in connection with the second coming of Jesus. That's why it's called The Looking Up Show. Isn't that right, Sharissa? That's right. <laughs> Don't be deceived by everything and anything else you might hear. But it is it is a show where we look at the at the coming of Jesus. We do have a bit of fun as well. We do. We, we do. do have a bit of fun because hey, there's a lot of fun. Hey, there's a lot of fun. If you can't have a bit of fun on the radio, well then, what's the point? You know yeah. what I mean? So as long as it's all and good. Looking up is a joyful thing. Looking up is a joyful thing. It's better than the alternative, indeed. So <laughs> if people want to get in touch with us, if they want to send us a message, a comment, um, or a prayer request. Quest, how can they do that, Sharissa? 04 is the number to text. Mm-hmm. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, and as well, we have a giveaway. We certainly do, and we'll be telling more about it mm-hmm. in the next, ep- mm-hmm. next section. Stay tuned. And the special code word yes. based on today's Bible study. So that's all coming up, so don't go away. Stay tuned. Now, folk, I need to tell you about a program that I am running. Now, it's been advertised on the radio. Shell, have you been advertising the Prophecies of Hope? Yes, Shell has been advertising the Prophecies of Hope for a Troubled World four-part series, Sharissa. Does that sound like important? Sounds really relevant. Really relevant and really important. And um, so I'm running this four-part series in the Hillview Seventh-day Adventist Church, where I'm the pastor currently, until further notice. Um we have the first program starting this coming Saturday, um, October 15, and the and it goes once a week for the next four Saturdays, finishing off on November 5. And in short, this program, um, I'll be doing four sessions, and we're looking at the everlasting gospel of Revelation 14. So we're going to go deep into the very heart of the book of Revelation, some of the things that we've talked about on this program, but we're going to be looking at some other aspects as well. So it's going to be um, a message from the three angels' messages, God's final message of love to the world, 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. If you're not able to get there because you live further away, you're most welcome to come and be there in person because live is always so much better, isn't it, Sharissa? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Being there live. For sure. But if you're not able to, then you can tune in. Oh, um, so it's live stream? Yeah, it's live stream. We're going to be live streaming the whole program. So there's going to be obviously a message that I'll be sharing. There'll be special music. There'll be a testimony each time. Um, there'll be a beautiful children's um, story and activity based on the actual message. So it's going to be fun. And there's going to be giveaways. We'll have a giveaway each time in connection Wonderful. with the program. So you know, you need to go to the website, which is discoverhope.info. Mm-hmm discoverhope.info. 
dot info. It's nice and easy to remember. Nice and easy to remember. Discoverhope.info. Yeah. So that's it. So um and you can go on the on the website there and all the details are there and yeah, tell your friends and your enemies, just tell someone. Um <laughs> and this is Sharissa, this is the most important message. Amen. This is the gospel in an end time context. It even says refreshments are provided. Yeah, oh, I missed that part. Yeah, refreshments. <laughs> so there's refreshments at the end of each service. And children's activities. And children's activity packs and so forth and so on. So um, yeah, it's going to be fantastic. So, Sounds um, wonderful. I want to invite everyone to come along who may be close by. You're most welcome. Just go to the website. All the details are there, address and so forth. Discoverhope.info. Discoverhope.info. So anyway, that's that little plug for that. Wonderful. Now, we've been talking about current events, so I'm going to... You're is holding really your favourite magazine. I'm holding my yeah. favourite magazine, Time Magazine. Yes. Jesus did say that we ought to be mindful of the signs of the... Times. Times. So I've taken those <laughs> words literally. And so I subscribe to Time Magazine, which is, which is very much on point. And it's interesting, as I was flicking through, uh, the headlines were all pointing to the second coming of Jesus. Mm. You know, speaking of Hurricane Ian and the mm. aftermath of Hurricane mm. Ian. And by the way, by the way, check this out. I went and did some research on the big hurricanes. Did I share this last week on the big hurricanes? Oh, yes, in the, you did. The, in the, the last 50 years? Yes. Okay, all right. So we'll leave that alone. I shared that last week. People are like, what was it? <laughs> You'll have to listen to last week. And by the way, if people want to catch up on a previous episode, how do they do that, Sharissa? They can go to the website or the app and look up, up the Looking Up program there and it's all there as podcasts. Yeah, so each one from when we first began two years ago, That's just right. over two years ago. So that was really interesting. And NASA, did you hear about NASA? This was another article. NASA's asteroid collision could one day save the world. Did I, you hear about that? We did talk about the collision, but I didn't talk about it saving the world. Yeah, well, that's what it said. So anyway, they're yet to figure out, um, well, I certainly haven't heard, what kind of impact it had as far as moving the trajectory of this massive. I mean, this 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 asteroid was, was huge. Um, I'm just trying to see here. Here we go. 11 billion pounds. Had now, what's a pound? Uh, Shell. Shell would know. That's American language. How many? How many pounds in a kilo? In a kilogram. Who knows? She's having to Google it. Here we yeah. go. Sharice is going to Google it. So we'll tell you what eleven billion pounds is in, in a minute. And this, um, and this device. Two point two. Two point two. Okay. So one. So two point two so, pounds to one kilo. Sorry. So let me okay. So two point two pounds to one kilo. That's about right. Yeah, because that's right. Because you have like a seven pound baby. Mm-hmm. So that's about three and a half kilos. Mm-hmm. So okay, so so let's just chop that in half. So we're looking at five billion kilograms of asteroid. Wow. Okay, they got smashed um, by this by this uh, item, by this missile that was um, sent by NASA, mm-hmm. um, traveling at fourteen thousand miles an hour. Mm. This this bullet, you could call it, or this dart was traveling at 14,000 miles an hour, which is somewhere in the vicinity of about 22,000, 3,000 kilometers mm. an hour. And, um, and this was, the, this was the, the, the final line from one of the NASA um, executives. They said, as far as we can tell, our first planetary defense test was a success. First time it's ever happened. And then she goes on and she says, I think earthlings should sleep better. <laughs> Definitely I will. But I don't know about you, my friend, but I don't sleep much better knowing that. Because, um, yeah, so, so that was that. And then we had, this is all in the Time magazine, and then there were some other things here as well. Um, 
this was Iran, what's happening in Iran, um, you know, the protests there. Then we have, you know, this, this climate crisis once again and um, the Pacific nations in particular who are really concerned about their survival. Um, then we talk about, you know, this pendulum swinging in, in politics, Italy's new right-wing leader. Um, so we can clearly see there's a whole bunch of things that are taking place that are telling us that Jesus is coming soon. And indeed, I believe the pendulum will be swinging one of these days to the right. And the Bible actually tells us, the Bible tells us that that day will come. There's a prophecy Mm -hmm. in Daniel 11, which you're familiar with, you know, Mm -hmm. the king of the north, king of the south. Maybe we can deal with that one day. Um, And, you know, Revelation 13, 12 talks about this this lamb-like beast, Mm. two horns like a lamb that speaks like a dragon. If that's not a pendulum swing, I don't know what is. True. So. Very true. I have a little article here as well about a university student's meltdown over biological reality. Listen to this. Professor Christy Hammer from the University of Southern Maine recently asserted that there are only two sexes, male and female, and her remarks made the news because it offended students who staged a walkout and demanded she be reprimanded. The university stood by the professor but says it will provide an alternate class for offended students. (laughs) Are you serious? Yeah. An alternative class of those that don't believe that there is only male and female. Correct. And they're offended by that. Yes. Wow. You know what? This this tells us the the day and age we are living in because um if you would have if you would have said that like even twenty years ago, even ten years ago potentially, but but certainly twenty years ago that that there were two sexes, male and female, people would have said like whatever, you know, big deal. Tell me something I don't know. Whereas now it's it's an item that obviously requires disciplinary action. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And uh, you have another one? No, no, that's it. I'm done. Okay, my last one here, I just thought it was really interesting. It says uh, the headline was on news.com.au. Man from Victoria who was dead for 90 minutes has come back from the dead and opened up about what he saw during his near-death experience. <laughs> okay, here we go. This is really, really interesting. Um, yeah, he was dead for 90 minutes. He fell into cardiac arrest during his sleep. And um, it, he said that, um, yeah, he said his wife tried CPR for 20 minutes. The paramedics turned up. They did CPR, hit me with the defib. Apparently it was something in excess of 10 to 12 times. It wasn't looking good for him. Wow. For 90 minutes, paramedics fought to restart his heart. And just when they were about to stop, they miraculously found a pulse. So he woke up. A week, you know, a week later, he's up. He's woken up from hospital, and he's there, and he's got no signs of brain injury. Praise mm-hmm, God! Mm-hmm. Praise um, as a result, that. his medical team nicknamed him Lazarus. Oh wow! <laughs> the man who was raised from the dead. Alistair has talked about his experience. He remembers going to bed on Saturday night, and the next thing he remembers was waking up Thursday morning on a trolley going from ICU to coronary, coronary care. The human brain has totally blocked out what happened in between. He said, a lot of people ask me if I saw anything, and no, I did not see anything. He said, no bright lights, nothing of that like whatsoever. So there were no... no <laughs> so he no, didn't go anywhere. So he didn't hear any singing, he didn't choirs, hear, didn't see anything, no. nothing like that. But I just thought that's a, you know, not usually you hear people have these out no. near death experiences or they're dead for a little while and they, they go to heaven and come back. But yeah. Alistair didn't have any of that. Well, you know what? Um, you know, I believe, I believe there, there's a lot of chemical reactions that take place That's when right. a person is starved of oxygen. 
um, and they're experiencing this near-death experience and all sorts of things can take place in the mind. We know that, yeah. you know, we know that people can hallucinate, we know that people can experience, you know, there, there, there's mirages out there that people experience, all sorts of things, you know, yeah. we, we, we know that. And that's why we need to always just go with what the Bible says. Amen. And the Bible's very clear, the dead know nothing, zero, nada. Zilch. Zilch. Nothing. <laughs> and so... Um, yeah, it says the living know that they will die, but the yep. dead know nothing. And there is no praise where they are going. There is no, you know, they, they can no longer do anything under the sun. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, the Bible's really clear on that, that we're asleep when we die and we wait for the sound of the trumpet, that mm-hmm. divine alarm clock from heaven that will wake up. At the first resurrection, all those that have put their faith and trust in Jesus, all those that have chosen to live their lives in harmony with the principles of God's kingdom, and they will be awoken Mm -hmm. at that time. And all those who are living will be taken up. But there's a second resurrection. and We don't want to be part of that, do we, Sharissa? No, we want to be in the first. (laughs) We want to be in the first resurrection. If we happen to fall asleep um, in death before Jesus comes, we want to be part of that first resurrection. So, Sharissa, we've only got about a minute or so, but um, maybe tell us a little bit about where we're going to be going in our Bible study yeah. and then after the song we're going to, we're going to sure. dive right into it. So tell us. Well, we are going to a wedding, as I said, and you know we've been in Matthew 24. Matthew 24 talks about the signs of Jesus coming, but Matthew chapter 25 specifically deals with the preparation for the coming mm-hmm. of Jesus. Mm-hmm. In Matthew 24, we deal a lot with the events that happen in the world around us, but in chapter 25... Jesus really hones in on the condition of those who put their faith in him, mm-hmm, on his, mm-hmm. which is his church. And so, yeah, you've got what happens out there in Matthew 24, but what happens in, in God's church in Matthew chapter 25. So we're going to be looking at a parable where Jesus kind of explains and says, this is how it will be inside my church wow. at the end of time. Wow. So he, he's telling us ahead of time. Mm. And, um, and in this parable, we have the option to be either faithful to God in his church or sadly be part of those who will be unfaithful but also will be inside the church. That's right. So this is going to be a fascinating and most fantastic Bible study that Sharissa is going to lead us on (laughs) in just a little bit after this beautiful song from Trevor Thompson. More of you and we are going to hear a lot more of Jesus after this news, after this song. More of you. Less of me is what I'm asking, is what I need in my life and in my soul. More of you, less of of me is what I'm asking it's what I need in my life and in my soul more of you less of me may you 
Beautiful from Trevor Thompson. More of you, and did you notice he said more of you, less of me? Amen. That sounds very much like John the Baptist. It does. He must increase, but I must, I must decrease. decrease. Yes, absolutely. And I pray that that will be our our motto: how we live our lives. Mm. You know, as we draw closer to the coming of Jesus, that'll be more about Jesus, pointing people more in His direction and less in our own direction. Um, or the direction of this world. So more of you, more of you. Beautiful song. Sharissa, um, we have a wonderful giveaway, don't we? We have um, an amazing giveaway. It's one of my favorite books, actually. It's a beautiful mm, book. It's a very powerful Uh, book. It's called Steps to Personal Revival, Mm. Being Filled with the Holy Spirit. It's by a man named Helmut Haubel. 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 Yeah, I've got no idea it's German, so I can't speak German. Yeah, I did learn German. <coughs> Sorry, that's the Malenkov. That's the Malenkov. We can't have a program without that cough. Um, okay, so yeah, it's yeah, beautiful little book on revival, mm. personal revival. If you desire a closer walk with Jesus, this is a book you'll want. And this is a very special day because for the first time in a long time, we have 10, ten prize giveaways to give away. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll soon become apparent why it's 10. Mm-hmm. But the code word, I guess we should start giving it out now. Yeah, so I think so. Yep. So the code word is? Is wedding. Wedding. Because we're going to a wedding in our Bible study mm-hmm. today. So mm-hmm. <laughs> seems appropriate. So if you, if you text the word wedding to 0488817624 you'll be the running if you're in the first 10 to do so you'll be the you'll be able to receive this beautiful book steps to personal revival being filled with the holy spirit amen and uh you mentioned Sharissa before we went to that beautiful 
music that the signs of Jesus coming in Matthew 24 predominantly are concerned about, you know, telling us how close we are to the coming of Jesus, which we talk yes, about. Yes. But that parable at the end of Matthew 24 and the three parables in Matthew 25 are all about how to prepare right. to be ready for the second coming of Jesus. Because what's the point of knowing that Jesus is coming soon if you're not ready and if you're not prepared for his coming? And so this book helps people prepare for the soon return Beautifully of Jesus. Beautifully said, yes, yeah. absolutely. And, uh, yeah, this is definitely every week when we read, you know, read the headlines, talk about the news, what we're basically trying to impress upon your hearts and minds as you listen is that we are living close to the coming of Jesus. This is no time for us to be wasting uh-huh. time. It's time to, to know the Lord and time to prepare for his soon return. Mm, amen, amen. Well, are we ready? We are indeed ready. Okay. Well, would you like to open with prayer for us today, Pastor Danny? Father in heaven, we want to thank you again for the blessings of your word. Father, we thank you that though the flower fades and the grass withers, the word of the Lord remains forever. So, Father, I pray that as we open your holy word, we pray that you will speak to our hearts and our minds, open them, so that we may be receptive to what you have to say to us through your precious word that was impressed and inspired by the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, if you have a Bible with you or you just want to listen, but it'd be great if you could follow along with your own personal Bible. We're going to Matthew chapter 25. And there a parable is told in Matthew 25 of a wedding and 10 virgins. Weddings are so exciting, Charissa. I don't know about you, but... Um, <laughs> it's not every day I hear men say that. So that's they good. are. Look, I, I'm going to be talking about a wedding this coming Saturday, oh. I'm going to talk about my own wedding oh, and yeah. what that was like and even show some pictures oh, be in exciting. my seminar that I'm starting this Saturday morning there at Hillview. 11 o'clock. There yeah. you go. Another plug. Discoverhope.info. And I'm going to talk about a Bible wedding, a Bible marriage as well. So anyway, uh, but no, seriously, whenever I conducted a wedding earlier this year on the 22nd of the 2nd, 22 mm-hmm. at 2 p.m., can you believe it? Wow. All the twos. Yeah. Um, anyway. You better hope they don't forget their anniversary. Oh, you better hope so. You better hope so. I got married on January 1, the first oh. of the first, so I wouldn't forget because I've got a bad memory. Yeah. Because remember I told you the time when I forgot my wife's birthday? Yeah. I've told that story, yeah. So yeah. you never forget it again. No. You just forget your wife's birthday once and you'll never forget it again. <laughs> Trust me. It was a bad day for me. And she wasn't happy either. Anyway, but um, at weddings, I get emotional. Like when I see the bride coming down the aisle, you know, literally I, I start tearing up. It is it's a like very really beautiful weird. moment. That's probably one of the favorite moments of my wedding. Yeah, you know, down just the coming down yeah. the aisle. You look at the poor guy and he's swallowing golf balls most of the time, um, doesn't know, you know, what to do. You know, this is just an incredible moment, just incredible emotion. Mm. And, um, yeah, I mean, you were on the other end. I mean, if Justin was here, he would dramatically describe what it was like for him to stand there as you were coming down the aisle. 
You better. <laughs> He'll be like, what? I can't actually remember. I don't think it was such a no, big no, deal. No, no. <laughs> he would be. He would be in the most dramatic language possible, describing what was going on in his little mind well, and his big heart. It seems that Jesus and his disciples might have been looking on a wedding, you know, mm, procession. I think as they well. were. I think they were. And it appears uh, that that was the it case. Certainly does. Because Jesus is situated on the Mount of Olives. That's right. Okay, so you're going to tell all this. No, no, I like what you just no, said. No, no, so no, no. You, you so maybe instead of reading the whole thing at once, we'll just take mm, it piece by piece. I think so. So the first verse, I'll read verse 1. Then the kingdom of heaven, this is Matthew 25, verse 1, then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. <laughs> and um, the first question I ask when I come to this is why ten? Like why not seven or a hundred why does he just picture 10 and what's interesting when i um was studying this is that 10 is actually the smallest number of jewish men that you needed to compose a jew Mm -hmm. to compose a synagogue Mm -hmm. which is a little ding 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 a clue Mm -hmm. that jesus is talking about church the church talking about the church indeed yeah so 10 virgins they're virgins representing a church that is pure that is not corrupted by doctrines that are false a church that's not dealing with apostasy or error um, or traditions of the enemy and so jesus is talking then to i guess the 10 church members Mm -hmm. (laughs) or to Mm -hmm. to a true church right here And the church is carrying lamps. Mm-hmm. They go out to meet the bridegroom. What would the lamp represent? Well, Psalm one nineteen one oh five, if my memory serves you correct correctly, it says, you know, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Is that correct? Yeah. So you've got God's church near the end of time with the word of God, the lamp mm-hmm. in their hands, mm-hmm. going out to light the way for the coming of the bridegroom. Who's the bridegroom? That's Jesus Christ, of course. got to be Jesus. So it's a church that's waiting for Jesus to come. And, uh, yeah, then I guess we should read the next two to three verses. Let's read verses two to four. Would you do that? Sure. It says, Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wives, the wives, sorry, (laughs) the wise, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. So it's also now interesting. There's a contrast that's introduced in the parable. And and Jesus doesn't contrast between the holy and the unholy Mm -hmm. or between the good and the bad or the pure and impure. He, He contrasts between the wise and the foolish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I guess uh, for the sake of our study, we really want to know what makes the wise wise, mm-hmm. what makes the foolish foolish, because none of us want to be foolish. No, no, no. And um, I guess the, the question I would ask then, well, are the wise wise because they were wide awake? And the answer is, well, verse mm. 5 says... They all slumbered and slept, uh-huh. all of them. So they all fell asleep, the wise and the foolish, they all fall asleep. Yeah, so that's not a good thing. No, it's not. <laughs> but something's got to happen to them to to make a distinction and make this difference more mm-hmm, clear. Mm-hmm, what do you think mm-hmm. it means when they fall asleep in a spiritual sense? How would that apply to us today? Well, I think it's in connection with uh, the delay. Yeah. It says, whilst the bridegroom was delayed. Mm. And it's interesting in the previous parable, mm-hmm. you've got a wise and foolish servant 
in Matthew 24, you know, verses 45 to 51. True. And you've got a delay True. in the coming. And you've got the foolish servant who decides to eat and drink, you know, with the drunkards. Um, and he is not going about his master's business, which was to give them food in due season, mm. you know, the right food at the right time. So I believe here when, when we talk about uh, the difference between the two is that one, one group is, is focused on the wise. It says, you know, it says they took oil in their vessels and we need to unpack what that, what that yep. means, the oil in their vessels, whereas, whereas the foolish, they obviously didn't take oil in their vessels. And so this is the distinguishing point that between the, the this distinguishing. That's the distinguishing the point that that puts one in a category of foolish, one in a category of wise. And as far as Jesus is concerned, those who are wise, um, and even in the book of Daniel, those who are wise will shine like the stars. You know, mm-hmm. Daniel chapter twelve, mm-hmm. speaking of the righteous. So the wise, um, and you got the wise and the foolish man who built their house on the rock and the sand. Mm-hmm. So you got that as well. Um, so the wise are those who are living in harmony with. God's word. The others are proclaiming or professing to live in harmony with God's word, but they're not actually putting it into practice. Yeah, and that they all slept says that there's a there's the potential for all of us to, while we were waiting for Jesus to come, to be caught up in the things of this mm-hmm. world to the neglect of time with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm imagining that if we're talking about a church and church members who fall asleep spiritually, we're talking about people who stop praying, mm-hmm. talking about people who stop reading their Bible. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't go to church. Maybe they just show up at Christmas and Easter. Maybe they're just watching online. Maybe they just watch online. In their pyjamas. <laughs> in their pyjamas. As we did for two years. Yeah. Instead of coming to the church. Yes. And being part of the fellowship of the believers. Yeah. And participating and giving. Yeah. Because when you're online, I mean, unless you need to be online, there are people who are not well and they're not able, or they're far away from their particular church family. And that's okay. And, you know, that's all fine. But people who are deliberately choosing to do church online. You're missing out. That, not just that, not just that you're missing out, it's always better in person. But church is not about what I can get mm-hmm. out of church. Church is what I can give. Church yeah. is about ministering. You can't minister to someone. You can't put your hand on someone's shoulder and have a prayer for them at church. You can't you can't, you know, do that. Um, you're just receiving a program. Um, via whatever, via the internet, instead instead of being there asking, Lord, who can I bless today when I go to church? So really, really important. Amen, amen. And you know that word there for slept or they, you know, they slumbered mm-hmm. and slept, it's not just a little light sleep. It's a deep sleep that oh. they have. They are sound asleep. And um, we are, I'm so thankful that the Bible talks about before Jesus coming back that there will be a revival. Mm. And uh, that's why we want everyone to get in the running for the pro, for the prize today. There's yes. steps to personal revival. Amen, amen. Because Jesus, you know, the Bible tells us in Isaiah 60 verses 1 to 3, Arise, shine, for your light has come, for the glory of the Lord is risen upon mm. you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. So mm. there will be Amen. a wonderful revival. God's people will wake up. But yeah, they sleep. 
Mm. <laughs> we want we want God to wake us up. We need to be woken up. Mm. We have Amen. more on that after this. Amen. Yes. Amen. Well, folks, that's just the beginning of our Bible study. We've got a whole heap more to share on this passage in Matthew 25. And I hope and pray that this passage will enable all of us to wake up and uh, to be ready to give the cry, the bridegroom is coming. And so, Lord, we ask and pray that you'll guide and bless us as we listen to this song from Carly Fletcher. It's time to get ready. And we'll be back with you in a bit. Sometimes it seems I feel so well We'll keep on going on And just the things I see To fix my eyes on Jesus And follow faithfully It's time to get ready Today is all that we have We can see the signs are happening Just as the Bible says So don't get caught up To prepare, God is calling me and calling you to live for Him today, to put aside distractions and the things that lead us away, to really read our Bibles and devote ourselves to prayer, to know our dear friend Jesus. It's time to get ready Today is all that we have We can see the signs are happening Just as the Bible says So don't get caught unaware Now is the time to prepare Wow, 
what a song from Carly Fratcher. It's time to get ready, yeah, Sharissa. Now is the time. Song. Now is the time. I it think says. I want to listen to it again. When that is a powerful song. I just so powerful. love that beautiful song. Now is the time to get ready. And it's true, Sharissa. The Bible says, it's not just in the song, but the Bible says, now is the day of salvation. It is today, amazing. Jesus, t- I mean, no, no, in Hebrews, it says, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Amen, amen. And Jesus told Zacchaeus, today, the Son of Man will come to your house. Today, twice, Jesus told Zacchaeus. Today, amen. today, today. And in line with that, today is the day for us to be making a preparation for the mm, coming of Jesus amen. by allowing him to have access to our hearts and be reviving us through the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, we have this prize that we're giving away to the first 10 people to connect with us, and we have already had some people claim the prize. Praise the Lord. The code word for today is? Wedding. Wedding. And if you can, if you text that word wedding in, you can be one of the top 10 people who receive a free copy of the book, Steps to Personal Revival Being Filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's a beautiful book. How can you have the Holy Spirit in your life? How can you grow and be a strong Christian? How can you be ready for Jesus to mm, come? Amen. This is uh, all very relevant, and uh, you will be so blessed yes, by this you, book. If you don't have this book, from from our author. What's his name again? Hubble. What's his first name? <laughs> I deliberately avoided saying that part because I couldn't. Helmut Hellbill. Yeah, Helmut Hellbill. He's a German. And um, really, in, in my humble opinion, Sharissa, this is the best book that I have come across. Very simple, very practical. On spiritual revival, personal spiritual revival. And it's really, really powerful. People can actually even get it online. Yeah. You can get it online as a PDF. Um, Why not get it in person? Absolutely. For me, for me, I don't generally read books online. I've never really done that. I'm just old school. I love having a hard copy in my hand to mark, to highlight, you know, just to hold. You know, there's something special about that for me. Um, I preach out of a real Bible. Not like a tablet or a One phone. One that trees never die. Exactly. I mean, how many times have you been in a church and you've heard the, you know, and you've seen the poor preacher, you know, and and something goes wrong on the on the tablet or whatever, or they lose their place and they're like fumbling and mumbling. It's like, have mercy. Yeah. But anyway. Well, so yeah, everybody, just text the word wedding to zero four triple eight one seven six two four. In fact. I would save that number to my phone. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, because it's a dedicated number and you have a, a better chance every looking up week. number. Can yeah. you believe it? We have our own looking up number. What a responsibility. What were they thinking? <laughs> what were they thinking when they decided that? Oh, yes. Anyway. <laughs> well, we were thinking about the the, the uh, parable of the ten indeed, virgins. Indeed, indeed. That is where we are, Sharissa. They're waiting for Jesus to come. It's picturing a church that's waiting for Jesus to come like we are. Here we are. Right near the coming of Jesus today, it says they all fell asleep. So, but then there was an awakening, mm. and uh, the wise obviously wake up. But there's a point at which we must also recognize that while they're all asleep, they all actually looked very much the same. They looked exactly the same. The foolish looked wise, mm. which is very interesting. And so, if you're thinking about a church context, we could say they might 
go to church. Mm-hmm. The foolish might be going to church. Well, they do go to church. Yeah, they, that's true. Okay, I should change my... They do go to church. They, they, they're all in the church, every single one of them. They also, then if they're in the church, they believe the same things. Yep, they're all singing the same songs. Singing the same songs, live morally upright lives. They maybe even fellowship with the wise. Yes. Like in, yeah. They're they, all eating the same potluck meal. Yeah. <laughs> but they're foolish. Exactly. So what makes the wise wise and the foolish foolish? It's the oil. It's coming down to this one difference which Danny has There's already said. There's an oil said. crisis. There is an oil <laughs> crisis. <laughs> well, there was an oil crisis back in the 1970s. You know that? Yeah. It was called the 1973 oil crisis. Yeah. That's all I need to say. I'm okay. not going to waste any more time on that. Okay. People can Google Just that. Just so you know, um, for our listeners, if you're trying to claim the code, um, the prize today, you just text the word wedding. Don't say anything else in your text message. Just the word wedding to zero four triple eight one seven six two four. I see we've had someone try with a bit more than wedding. Yeah. And it won't work, unfortunately. So wedding, that's the word. All right. So, okay. And the good thing is, as we're about to talk about this oil crisis mm-hmm. and, um, the good thing is if we are listening to today's broadcast and we're in the foolish group, we identify we are as foolish church members. Mm-hmm. We're not really grounded. We're not really connecting with Jesus day by day. The good news is Jesus wants to change our hearts. Amen. And that's, Amen. that's very encouraging. There's hope. There's, There's hope. hope. Hope for those who look to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I guess... Um, We've read there, you read it in verse 3, but maybe read verses 3 and 4 again. Okay, it says, Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Yes, and I'll keep reading. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept, and at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. So there's, we've got, (laughs) they took oil, the wise took oil Mm -hmm. with them, but the foolish, they ran out of oil. Mm Mm-hmm. Oil crisis, like what Oil you said. Oil crisis, indeed. Um, okay, so let's talk about this. What is this very important oil that we need to have? Okay, well, oil, Charissa in the Bible, is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And, you know, we have, you know, we have uh, a passage there in Zechariah chapter 4, you know, which is probably one of the best uh, and most well-known passages. Um, there it talks about the oil um, the seven-branch candlestick that is lit up by oil. Yes. And oil was what lit up the candlesticks, the seven-branch candlestick in the sanctuary, in the temple. Yes. There was oil. And so, you know, Zechariah 4, 6, it says, you know, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts at the end of that oil passage. And so we have, you know, we're out on the day of Pentecost, we have those tongues of fire um, on top of the heads of those 120 believers in the upper room, mm. a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. You know, and oil um, is the ingredients for fire. Amen. You know, if you, if you have oil, you can have fire. Yeah, that's true. It's the basis for light. That's right. right. So I had some very similar points here. I mean, 
it's obviously the Holy Spirit, as you said, for all of those reasons. And and, uh, and then I asked myself, well, there's many different symbols for the Holy Spirit in, as well, not just mm-hmm. oil, mm-hmm. like water, yes. uh, fire, mm-hmm. wind. Mm-hmm. So why oil in this case? And I had three points. Okay. Um, consecration in the sanctuary service. Yes, yes, good point. You know, his Aaron and his sons were anointed with oil, so they were consecrated. Even future kings, David was anointed with oil. Yep. Um, they were set apart. I mean, so when the Holy Spirit leads us to set ourselves apart from God, it's mm-hmm. the work of the Holy Spirit. Yes, indeed. Um, then the other thing was healing, because mm. with the Good Samaritan, he pours on him wine and oil mm-hmm. to bring healing to his mm-hmm. wounds. Mm-hmm. Good point. So God wants to heal us mm-hmm. of everything in our hearts and lives that doesn't reflect God, that's, that's unlike Jesus. He wants to heal us of anger, of arrogance, bitterness, jealousy, rivalry, lust, pride, all mm-hmm. of these things that are so unlike Jesus. Mm-hmm. He wants to take that from us. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. We can't do that. And then the final point I had was illumination, the basis of light. As you said, um, the Holy Spirit wants to fill us, use us to be a witness to others. Mm. And the Holy Spirit, if you take a look at the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5 and verses 22 and 23, you know, they are love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. So these are all the characteristics of Jesus Christ. Mm, and it's true. interesting that you know you you read it you know the the foolish say to the wise give us some of your oil but they can't not because they're selfish but because the oil represents the holy spirit producing a character within each person according to the likeness of christ and i cannot transfer my Christ-like character to you to anybody else and you can't transfer your Christ-like character to me exactly that's exactly what the parable goes on to say next. That's exactly right. And that's really important for mm. us to. We have to have our own personal experience. Yeah, your Jesus. own personal experience. That's why that book that we're giving away is is so on point. You know, steps yep. to personal revival. Amen. So it has to happen on a personal level. I heard someone say, "God only has children, not grandchildren." Mm, true. True. <laughs> We've true. all got to be born again. True. We can't be saved. Well, the Bible talks about sons and daughters of God. It doesn't talk about, you know, grandchildren of God. That's it. That's it. Or great-grandchildren of we God. We have to have that personal experience with God. Mm. Um, we should say more about this, but maybe you can read the rest of the parable here, um, verses 9 to 12. Sure. Well, v- verse 13 is where it ends, but we'll yeah, read go, up to go, verse, go ahead. Go to verse, to verse 13. Okay, so from 9 to verse 13. But the wise answered, saying, no, <laughs> excuse me. I won't tell you what that was. No, <laughs> lest there should not be enough for us and you, but rather go to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready, there's that word again, mm-hmm. went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Verse 13, watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Wow. There they are. They're all waiting for Jesus to come. And these have to be some of the saddest words in the Bible. Indeed. You know, they thought they were okay, but they had they didn't have he the said, oil. I don't know you. And it's interesting. Wow. You That's know, really solemn, isn't it? 
what is it? Psalm 46 verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. So they did not take the time to be still in the presence of God to get to know him personally. We can know all about God but not know God personally. There's a big difference between knowing about God and knowing him personally. And I believe that's really also at the crux of the difference between the wise and the foolish because they're all going to church and I see it. I see it everywhere because a minister that's been ministering for over 20 years, I see it every week. There's a sermon that is preached and there are those who are either whatever, you know, it's kind of like a whatever experience for them um, or they may even be upset by it. Um, then there are those who are like, wow, I needed to hear that. That really stirred me. That really made me think. That has really shaken me. That has really drawn me closer to Jesus. I really know, I, I know that I need more of Christ mm. and I need him to do that transforming work in me that he alone can do. I need to repent simply, you know, mm-hmm. I need to repent. And so it's interesting that... Um, you know, we, we 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 have Jesus saying, I do not know you. That's you never took the time to get to know me. And this it. is eternal life. It's interesting. John seventeen three. Jesus said, And this is eternal life, that they may know you, yeah. the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. That's eternal life to know God, to have a personal relationship with him. That's what it boils down to. We can say all sorts of things and do all sorts of things, but if we don't have that personal one on one relationship with Jesus, Ultimately, Jesus will say those most um, sad words ever uttered by Christ. Yeah, God really doesn't want for us to be satisfied with a superficial mm. relationship, a superficial religion where we look like we're doing the right things, mm. but our hearts are not in it. And um, the foolish, I should actually also add, and that was really powerful, you just said, they did have some oil, they just didn't have enough. They didn't have enough to get them through to, get them to through the, the end. Pro- yeah. They had a little bit, but not enough. And I guess for all of us, as we head to, we can have a song in a minute here, When the Bridegroom Comes. How appropriate. That's the song that's coming up. But questions for us to consider is, am I depending on a spiritual experience with Jesus that I used to have? Mm. Or is it one that I have Mm -hmm. every day? Mm -hmm. Does my heart burn within me when I read God's word? Or is it just rushed? Mm. Am I actually connecting with God when I read. How is my devotional life? Do I have one? Do I sense God's presence when I get on my knees to pray, or is my prayer life just a ritual? Mm. And finally, here's another thought. Do you take long walks where you just talk to the Lord, just you and Him, Mm. and thank Him for all that He's doing in your life? These are questions for us Mm. to check the health of our own spiritual life, to to check the 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 level of our own oil tank mm. to see if our if our oil is is full. Mm. Amen. And if I could add one more to your list, are you praying on the run and running on empty? Mm. You know, um, you know, busy doing the work of the Lord, but no time to spend with the Lord of the work. And um, and so they are the big questions we need to be asking as we go to this song, Judy Seal, when the bridegroom comes. See the bride and the spirit are one Then won't you who are thirsty invite him to come With your door open wide Won't you listen in the dark for 
the blind and he speaks for the dumb. Let their poor hearts complain like the leper turned around who has kissed the saint. Lift like a trumpet shout and the brightened Despising the stone, see the pearl of great price in the dry desert bones. By the Pharisees cursed, be exalted with the rose when the last are first. See how his mercy shines as the bridegroom comes. Hear the bride and the spirit say. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim. You can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. My dear friends, we are in the final stretch. I can't believe it on the Looking Up show for another Wednesday afternoon. Sharissa, where on earth does the time go? I don't know, but it goes, <laughs> it goes away fast. <laughs> this is just incredible. This is just incredible. When I'm washing dishes, the time goes by so slowly. <laughs> or doing the washing or doing the vacuum. <laughs> Cleaning. No, seriously, but the time flies on the Looking Up show. Hey, Shell, I've got to take my hat off to Shell. She is amazing. Did you hear that last song she put oh, on Oh, yeah, we all sat Praise the Lord. That. We all literally sat and listened intently to that beautiful song from Judy Sill, When the Bridegroom Comes. Man alive. I'm telling you, Sharissa, this show is worth listening to simply for the music that Shell puts out there. 
That's true, actually. She puts a good Amazing. Good Thank you so much, Shell. She does an amazing job. And you know what? Whilst ever Shell is in the in the driving seat producing this show, you can count me in. When she leaves, <laughs> it's adios, amigos. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. She's just amazing. So good on you, Shell. We really appreciate what you do. Amen. Sharissa, my friend, we've well, only got one little section left. We do, but we should just do one more plug for the free oh, offer. Oh, yes, the free offer. Because while we've had some people winning, there's still a little bit left. There the are still some. window of So we still have some for some of the wise listeners. There you go. Text the word WEDDING to 04888-17624 to receive, if you're in the top 10, the book Steps to Personal Revival, Being Filled with the Holy Spirit. Beautiful little book on how we can have a close walk with Jesus and experience a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Mm, Amen. Amen. Well, we've been going through talking about these ten virgins. We discovered five were wise, five were foolish. They all looked the same at first, but the distinguishing characteristic between the two was that the wise took extra oil. With them. With them. In their vessels. In their vessels. Now, what's the vessel? That's the character. That's yes. the character. And when the foolish came to them and said, give us some of your oil, they said, no, we can't mm. go to those who buy and sell. In other words, Christian character is not transferable. Mm. And no one else can pray the prayers that we should pray. Mm. <laughs> like No one else can have a relationship yeah. with God for us. We must know God for ourselves. And that was actually the bottom line of the foolish, the the bridegroom comes and says, I do not know yeah, you. Yeah, we looked at no, that, That's yeah. just terrible. Now, Sharissa, I don't know if you're going to cover it, but you're going to cover the 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 words of Jesus, go and buy from those who sell. Are you going to cover that? Because that's really important. We should cover that. Do you want to talk about that? Okay, just now? briefly, just briefly. Um, the book of Isaiah speaks of a time when they will they will go from, from east to west, um, searching and seeking a word from the Lord, but they will not find one. Um, so there will be a time when people will want to seek and search, but it'll be too late. Um, the door is shut, is very clear here in this parable. So there will come a time, just like in the days of Noah, the yes. door was shut um, before the rains came. A week later, the rains came after the door of the ark was shut, but it was too late. Once the door was shut, it was too late to enter the ark. Um, and so this is why, once again, we reiterate the importance of a personal day-by-day, moment-by-moment connection with Jesus, getting to know him, loving him, allowing him to work in your life through the Holy Spirit. Amen. And that's so, so important to have that connection with Jesus, a real living (coughs) connection, because there's a difference between being informed about the truth and being transformed by the Mm, truth. I like that. And uh, we can know, as you said, we can know all the signs of Jesus coming, but unless we allow uh, the Holy Spirit to enter our hearts and lives and actually change us to be lovable Christians, like loving and lovable, loving and lovable Christians, like we won't fit into heaven. Mm. So um, this is such an important study. And uh, the good news is that while the foolish don't have enough oil, heaven has no oil crisis. Mm. <laughs> there is an abundant supply Amen. for all, and we just need to look up. And say, Lord, please fill me. Well, as we go here, we go to God. He's the dispenser of oil. But um, I I had a little part here in my notes about why this delay. Mm. And um, 
Did you have anything else you want to talk about before I go to that? Or Well, no, I'd be interested to hear what you've got to say and I might add something to it sure. if necessary. Okay. So, yeah, in the bridegroom's absence... They all slumbered and slept, mm-hmm. and that is so true for us today. So time was the separating factor in the parable, and how can we as Christians, as people looking forward to the soon advent of Jesus, how can we avoid, you know, being sleeping? How can, how can, how can we let God wake us up? And if we look at the reasons for the delay, I think there are three reasons why Jesus delays mm-hmm. his coming. Number one, He's waiting for us because he loves us Mm -hmm. and he doesn't want for us to be lost. He wants for us to have an opportunity to say, to look to him and say, please, Lord, revive me. Please, Lord, change my heart. So he he waits because he loves us. That's 2 Peter 3 9. 2 Peter 3 9. For the Lord is. But the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, speaking of the second coming, as some count slackness, but he's long suffering toward us all, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Amen. The second reason why I believe Jesus still waits is because he's waiting for his people to reveal his character to the Mm. world around them. He's waiting for the fruit of the Spirit to Mm. really be seen in our lives. Not plastic fruits, Mm. (laughs) but real fruit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Real fruit. And if I can read this quote, it's from a book called Christ's Object Lessons. Mm -hmm. Um, When the fruit is brought forth, immediately he putteth in the sickle because the harvest has come. Christ is waiting with longing desire for the manifestation of himself in his church. Mm. When the character of Christ shall be perfectly reproduced in his people, then he will come to claim them. And listen to this. It is the privilege of every Christian, not only to look for, but to hasten the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So by wow. sh- by sharing him, by seeking him, we can hasten the coming of and Jesus. you know what? This reminds me of Revelation. Revelation speaks of the whole world lit up with the glory of God. That's Revelation 18.1. And that's the character of God through his people that are described there in Revelation 14 verses 1 to 5. Yeah. You know, they are the 144,000. Now, we know that's a symbolic number, not a literal number, because Revelation's filled with symbolism. But it says there very clearly, they follow the Lamb, who is Jesus Christ, wherever he goes. Yes. And in their mouths is found no guile. And just like Jesus had no guile in his mouth, he was totally sold out to do the will of his Father. So God's end-time people who put their faith and trust in Jesus alone, are sold out for Christ alone. Mm. Christ alone. So there is no self, but it's all about Christ. And their motto is not only in words, but in, a, in deeds, he may, that he may increase and we may decrease continually. Mm. And they pray the prayer and their life is the exhibition of, of what the Apostle Paul said, you know, it's no longer I that live. But Christ Christ lives lives in me me. and the life that I now live. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's Galatians Mm 2.20. So what you're saying is dead on when it comes to Scripture and God's God's description of his end-time people at the end of time. Amen. So God waits because he loves us. He waits because he's waiting for this representation Mm. of this reflection of his character to be seen in us. Mm. And the final one is a little bit different, but, you know, in in Revelation 14, at the end of the chapter, after these three angels' messages go to the world, there's a picture of the Son of Man, Jesus, coming with a sharp sickle. He comes for a harvest. Mm. And the book of Revelation describes two harvests. One is a good harvest. That's the grain. And then the one is a bad harvest of grapes. grapes. And clearly there's a harvest of wickedness, I guess, Mm -hmm. in a sense, that 
There is a limit beyond which wickedness God will not permit it to go. It's happened before. It will happen again at the end of time. And uh, when that harvest, when this this wickedness of this earth is full. When the cup is filled. When the cup is filled, then God's going to say, look, this is a point. There's no... I'm coming. This That's is, right. It happened it. in the days of Noah. It happens in the days of Lot. Yeah. Um, and, it will, and it will happen as it was in the days of Noah and Lot. So it will be at the end of time. You are right. And so as we live in this time of delay, and God is delaying for these reasons, the greatest danger probably that we face as believers in Christ is to put off the work that God wants mm. to do in our hearts right now by opening our hearts to him. It's interesting that um, the final words of Jesus, you know, really the punchline, you could say, verse 13, where he says, Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Now, what does he really mean by that? In essence, he means we ought to be watchful. We ought to be living in a state of watchful. Not not, not so much, yes, we can be looking at the signs of the times and checking out the front pages of the... Of the of our newspaper headlines it's and not whatever. talking about watching TV. No, no, no. <laughs> this is this is talking about watching as far as living, living the life of Christ in the here and now, day by day. Because watch and pray. Jesus talked about you know watch and pray on many occasions. He talked to his disciples, you know, in the Garden of Gethsemane when they prayed. When he asked them to pray, he says, "Watch and pray." lest you enter into temptation. You know, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And so watching and waiting and working, that's how I look at it. Mm. Watching, waiting, and working. We need to be doing all three as we prepare and make ourselves and others ready for the bridegroom to come. And Mm. you know what? Um, One of my favorite uh, preachers and uh, someone who was a mentor to me in evangelism, Pastor Mark Finley, who you too would be well familiar with, and many of our, <coughs> excuse me, many of our listeners would be familiar with Pastor Mark Finley, just a, a top guy, um, an evangelist and pastor, and a, and, a, and a deeply devoted follower of Jesus Christ. Um, he says that God chose him to be an evangelist in order to save him, mm. and he explains uh, by saying. It's, it's only as God has given me uh, the gift of sharing Christ with others that he will in turn save me. Wow. And so that's a really profound thought. You know, God will save me as he uses me to reach out to others for him. Amen. Amen. That's, that's a powerful thought right there. And um, I know we've just got a little bit of time left before we go, but... I have a little story. Oh, tell us. Just a little one. It's tell a fictitious us. story. Tell us, Can tell we us, tell, tell fictitious us. stories? Absolutely, you can. Jesus um, told parables like the rich man and Lazarus with a point. So as long right, as there's a point, there we're okay. This is a parable with a point. All right, here we it's go. A, it's a so, about a so-called strategy <coughs> meeting that Satan held. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in this meeting, he calls his evil angels together and he asks them, how can we deceive God's people? How can we stop them from being ready for Jesus to come? One angel steps forward and says, I know, we'll tell them there's no God. And the devil says, but no, that won't work. The evidence of God is everywhere. The Bible, nature, prophecy, people know there's a God. They'll never never accept that that is true. A second angel suggests, well, why don't we tell them there's no truth? The devil said, well, we could, but in science there's truth, and that won't work for them all either. The third one came forward with this big smile, and he said, I've got it. We'll tell them they've got plenty of time. Mm -hmm. We'll tell them there's no hurry. There's no urgency. Tell them they can do it tomorrow. 
<laughs> and I think, you know, that's really the great danger for us as we are today. Like we just don't sense the urgency mm. of the hour in which yeah. we live. And I pray that, I know for me, and I'm praying for you, our listeners, that all of us would have that very real sense that Jesus wants access mm. to our hearts today. He's knocking mm. on Amen. our hearts still right now, and he wants to have a relationship with us today. Amen. Amen. That's very powerful. That's like the frog. Yeah. You put him in cold water and turn up the heat slowly, and eventually he boils to death. Or what C.S. Lewis had to say, and I'm kind of paraphrasing him, he says, you know, the safest way to hell is is that road that meanders, that's 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 just a slippery, gentle slope True. that leads to health. That's the safest and the surest way to, sadly, perdition. Mm. So, yeah, what you've shared is so spot on. Well, folk, that's been our Bible study for today. We've got a few more things that we want to share in closing. I'm going to tell you about the Prophecy Seminar that um, I'm beginning this coming Saturday and how you can access that or come along to that even better still. But in the meantime... Sit back and listen to this beautiful song from a group called NYCYPCD. I think I got all that. You did. The day approaches and we'll be with you with some final closing thoughts.
Amen, amen, Sharissa. What a beautiful song. The day mm-hmm. approaches from NYCYPCD. You're wondering <laughs> what all that means and stands for? Shell will tell us one day, I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> New York City Young People CD. Oh, there you go. Just like that. New York City Young People CD. Oh, mm. I knew it was that. I was just testing Shell. <laughs> <laughs> no, fantastic. What a beautiful song. The day approaches. And really, Sharissa, <clears throat> that day is approaching. Mm-hmm. That day approaching. Not only does Scripture tell us, but it's interesting that, you know, the the secular scientists out there, you know, through their doomsday clock, mm. you know, that we've talked about in the past. They speak of midnight as, you know, the end of all things. And Jesus used the language of midnight. He said when, and it was midnight, you know, the cry was heard at midnight. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. So this world is not coming to an end through some, you know, nuclear holocaust mm. as, many, as, as, as many fear, but it's coming to an end as Jesus comes. Jesus comes, and the doomsday clock is at literally at seconds to midnight, a hundred seconds to midnight. And it's interesting, the last one this year, um, the last three have been a hundred seconds to midnight. You know, the first one was closer than ever. The second one was, um, you know, wake-up call. Interestingly, that was last year's wake-up call. This year's was at doom's doorstep. Mm-hmm. So using biblical language. So these are secular scientists telling us that the day is approaching, and praise the Lord, Jesus is coming back soon. Amen. Now's the time for us to make sure that we have that extra oil, mm, amen. that relationship with Jesus, and, and just an encouragement to all of our listeners. If you've been listening and you've been thinking, hmm, today's Bible study, I feel like it's been speaking to me, then remember that God wants to fill you and to give you that extra supply. He wants to answer all your, your need. Mm, amen. And Sharissa, uh, this is probably one of the most important Bible studies that we have done on this program, I would say, mm. um, because we're dealing with that which is of eternal value as far as our preparation for the coming of Jesus and also helping prepare others. Um, if people would like to learn more or have someone potentially study the Bible with them so that they can get to know Jesus through his word, how can they do that? Well, they could text us and we could connect them with a, a local rep, a local Faith FM rep who could uh, help you mm. to yeah to know Jesus for What's yourself. What's that number one more time? That dedicated number with this program is zero four triple eight one seven six two four, and just say something like, I want to know more, please help me know Amen. more. Amen, amen. Now, Sharissa, my friend, um, would you like to have a prayer for our listeners before we Love finally to. round up and um, and land this ship for another week. Sounds good. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for the parable of the ten virgins and for the hope that we have in looking to Jesus. We pray that you would help each one of us not to be content with a superficial walk with Jesus, not to be content with living our lives on empty, but to desire a full and a, a deep relationship with you that Amen. is real every single day. I pray that you help us to seek you personally for ourselves so that when Jesus comes, we will be ready to meet him. We love you, Lord, and I pray that you bless all of our listeners as they Amen. continue to seek you and pursue you in their personal lives. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. And folks, that's it. We are out of time again so quickly. And um, just want to encourage you to, to stay tuned for the Adelaide Adelaide Drive Time Show, which we'll be following. Next week will be our final study in this series. And we're going to um, end 
And then we're going to start a new series. And just a reminder that the Prophecies of Hope for a Troubled World begins this Saturday at Hillview Church there in Morrisset. If you're able to come along in person, come along. Otherwise, you can tune in online, discoverhope.info, discoverhope.info, and it's all there. And so just remember, folk, fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith always keeps looking up. Keep on looking up, my friends. Until we meet again next week, God bless and bye for now. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up should the tears begin to start. With a prayer, all your cares he will cast into the depths of the sea. His love is all.